Hey, bada, 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 swing. Wait a minute. Wait, no, what? This is a podcast, not a baseball game. What am I thinking about? Um, hey, everybody. Harlan Williams here. You're on the Harlan Highway. I'm your host, Harlan William. Uh, at the end of the show today, got a really cool announcement. I'm going to be able to give you more information about my new Walt Disney cartoon. Uh, so, so make sure you, you listen to the end of the show today where I talk about, uh, the show, the new show that's coming out very soon. Uh, also today we have, uh, we have, um, my, my boss, Mr. Featherstone apparently wants me to go up to his office for some reason. I hear I might be in a bit of trouble, so I'll be going up to see my boss, Mr. Featherstone. Um, also, uh, an interesting call from a pavement pounder about kind of the, the argumentative differences between political parties and the public and, uh, a call about how and where to find vitriol on the internet. And then, uh, a return call from, uh, Dr. Charles Asmunch to kind of talk about the political environment here today. He's a professor of political science from NYU. Very sophisticated guy. Almost hard to understand, but we got him calling in. So let's have some fun. This is the Harland Highway. Sit down, strap in, and tighten your diaper. Come here, baby. You're about to go down the Harland Highway. I didn't bargain for this. Oh, yes, you did. Chicka, chicka, chow, chicka, chicka, chow, main baby. And the creature from outer space. Please don't stop. I got a mean and ugly face. Magnificent performance. This is the Harland Highway. I hate you. Well, that's the way it goes. <laughs> what do you say we get down to business? Well, here I am. I'm uh, outside my boss's office, Mr. Featherstone, up here on the 12th floor. He called me up for some reason. I don't know why. I was just about to start the podcast, and Roger, you know, comes in all frantic. You got to go see Featherstone upstairs. He's having a fit or something, so I don't know what the hell I did, but, oh, there's his, hi, Betty. There's his receptionist, Betty. How are you today? Beautiful day, isn't it, Betty? Well, okay, she just flipped me off. Um, as you, I can go in? Okay, thank you. Here I go. I'm going into my boss's office. There he is at his desk, just hanging up the phone. Uh, hello, uh, sir, Mr. Featherstone. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. How are, how are you today, sir? How, how am I? Who are you to come in my office and start firing questions? What are you, the... Uh, Spanish Inquisition here? Well, sir, no, it, you, you you asked me to come up to your office. And who are you? Sir, sir, I'm not going to play this game. It's Harlan Williams. Who? Harlan Williams, sir. How? <laughs> sir, it's Harlan Williams from the Harlan Highway Podcast. Plot, splod, blot. Podcast, sir. Plow, splala plop, sir, it's the Harland Highway 
podcast. Holly Wally's got a lollipop. Sir, enough of your shenanigans. I didn't have you up here to play word games. What are you, uh, some kind of fairy at uh, fairy school? What does that mean, sir? You know what I mean. Sir? Ah. Uh, sir? Ah. Uh, sir, I don't go to fairy school. Well, you sure look like you go to fairy school. Sir, what is this all about? Sit down. Okay. Now, I got a complaint from one of your guests on your splod plot. Sir, it's a podcast. Don't raise your voice at me, tinkle teeth timey-wimey. Tinkle teeth timey-wimey. Ah. What? What do you mean I got a complaint? Before I get into that, I got to ask you something. Have you ever farted? No, I don't fart on things. Why do you always ask me this? Shut up. Have you ever farted on a fresh head of lettuce at a grocery store? No, I haven't farted on a fresh head of lettuce. You should try it. It makes the leaves blow. Sir, what am I up here for? You lipped off to one of my guests that I was on your plod tot. What, what do you mean? One of your guests that you had on, your invited guests, apparently you gave him a hard time. Well, well who was this, sir? Dr. Charles S. Munch, that's who. Wait a minute. Yeah, that's right. Charles S. Munch from New York U. The, the, the political science professor from NYU? That's the guy. Oh, funny you remember him now. What do you mean, remember him now? You just brought it up. Ah. Uh, sir? Ah. Uh, what? What? All right, I'm confused here. What, what, what happened? Well, apparently, he was on your snod blood, and you were being rude and making fun of the way he talked. And you gave him a hard time, and he sent a complaint over. Well, sir, if I remember correctly, Dr. Charles Asmunch was being very... Everything he said seemed to make no sense. There you go, see? Insulting a guest. I'm, I'm not insulting him, sir. I'm just stating that he, he was very uh, miscombobulated. His words didn't seem to make sense. He seemed to be talking gibberish almost. Oh, and like you're not? No, I, I, I believe I'm very articulate, sir. I'll bet you're articulate at your funny little bars downtown. Sir, I do not go to funny little bars downtown. Oh, really? Yes, really. Well, how about the rusty doorknob at 59th and 12th? Sir, I don't go to the rusty doorknob. Ah, uh, sir? Ah, uh, sir, are we done here? No, we're not done. I haven't, even, I haven't even asked you yet if you farted. No more farting stuff. Have you ever farted at a checkout line at your grocery store? Sir, why would I fart at the checkout line? Because if you fart on that little conveyor belt where you put all your groceries on, okay, if you fart at one end of it, the conveyor belt carries your fart, carries your fart all the way down right into the cashier's face. 
Sir, sir, that is disgusting. Are you telling me you fart on a conveyor belt so that it slides down and hits the cashier? Uh Uh-huh. That is just wrong. Oh, well, you said you've never tried it, so why don't you relax your arse muscles until you've tried it? I'm not going to relax my arse muscles. I bet you do it, you funny bars. Sir, I don't go to funny bars. Oh, really? Oh, here we go. How about the sticky phone booth at 29th and 15th? The sticky phone booth. That's the name of a bar. Ah, uh-huh. sir? Ah. Uh-huh. Sir, what do you want me to do about Dr. Charles Assmunch? Don't raise your voice at me. You're the one that's got a, uh, a testicular tyrannic tog. What? You know what I mean. No, I don't. I don't even know what you just said. It's when you treat your guests rudely and don't talk to them properly. Okay. So what you're going to do is you're going to have him on as a guest today and you're going to let him talk and let him get out what he needs to say so I don't get any more complaints from Dr. Charles S. Munch. Well, I wasn't planning to interview him today. I don't care. You're going to do it or you're going to get a pink slip. Sir, speaking of pink, have you ever farted on a Rudy Tootie fresh and fruity at IHOP? Sir, I don't fart on things. You should try it and bless the blueberries all over the surface of the pancake. Sir, disgusting. Speaking of disgusting, how was your Saturday night? What do you mean my Saturday night? With your funny little guy friends. Sir, for the last time, I do not have funny little guy friends, and I don't go to the funny little bars downtown. Oh, really? Yes. Well, how about that one at uh, 15th and uh, 47th? Which one is that, sir? You know the one. Squeeze my orange juice. Squip. I do not go to squeeze my orange juice with my funny little friends. Ah, sir. Ah. You know that... Why don't you get on your horse and ride, Elvis Presley? Excuse me, sir? I'm busy here. Now listen, I got a phone call coming in and you're standing here drooling all over my carpet. I'm not drooling all over... I'm here. Get on your horse and ride. Prude Zelda? Prude Zelda? Get out of here. I got to take a phone call. You better interview Charles Assmunch. Sir, get out of here. Oh, God. Thank you, sir. Up yours, garlic bread teeth. Goodbye, Mr. Featherstone. Blow it out your caboose hole. Good Lord. He must, I should file a lawsuit against this guy. It's the most humiliating, berating, demoralizing. I'm just, oh, God, he gets me. Thank you, Betty. Good to see you at least. That, well, okay, Betty just sh- flipped me the double finger. Thank you. Roger, play a commercial. I'm going to get my head together. Call Charles Assmunch and get him in the studio for later. Oh, my God. Go to a commercial. Ugh.
Because no woman has time for a yeast infection, there's Monistat. I don't know how to get around a yeast infection, but I do know how to get over it. Quick. Monistat 7. Nothing you can buy without a prescription cures faster. Maybe that's why more doctors recommend it. Now I can sail on to something more important. Someone figured out there are things I'd rather be thinking about. Monistat. Because no woman I know has time for a yeast infection. Hey, Harlan, this is your friend, Tony. Hey, thanks for accepting my call. Um, I wanted to just mention that uh, you know, I heard your podcast a few weeks ago that, uh, you know, you were absolutely right in, in decrying the the uh, way some Hillary supporters or Democrats or liberals are vilifying Trump voters. But if you want to understand how it's a two-way street, I suggest you go to Breitbart.com and look at the comments. Look at the comments about liberals, about Democrats. They are pretty horrific. Leave a comment or two yourself uh, that might disagree and see what kind of reaction you get. I've, been, I've done that a number of times. I've been called a number of things. So I think the street works both ways. I think your, your caller who was vilified in Oregon, um, he's around liberals and uh, he he, uh, he, he's around a certain type of person who, who, who criticized him. If he were in a different venue or conversely, if, if a liberal were among Trump supporters, I'm sure that he would, they would get their earful as well. I don't think the Trump supporters are all these, uh, civilized, uh, polite people. Go to Breitbart.com to see what I mean. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye. Hi, Tony. No. No, I'm not going to go to Breitbart.com. And do I sound angry about it? Yes. You know why I'm not going to go to Breitbart.com, Tony? Because you're right, dude. Tony is 100% right. I'm not going to go to Breitbart.com because Tony is accurate. I know that there's vile, vitriolic, toxic, spewed language that's mean and cruel and hurtful and and borderline violent. I've never been to Breitbart.com in my life, and I don't need to go because I I know Tony is right. Just like I, I you know, just like I chastised people on the Democratic side for being for being mean spirited and 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 cruel and 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 using horrible language and and demeaning people because they have opposing points of view I already know what's there Tony and I don't want to see it and I know it's the same on both sides and it's horrible and 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 oh it's just got to stop I don't want to go because it's going to be depressing I know that there's people there that can be just as mean as the meanest democrat and just as vitriolic and cruel and rude and spiteful and all these horrible words. And Tony is 100% right. And when I talked about the vitriol coming from the Dems on a, a recent podcast, yes, I can't deny that it happens just as equally on the Republican side. And, and the point here is I wish it would just stop. Why do people have to be that way? 
Are any of you listening that way? When when you find out that that your friend or your relative or your wife or your husband uh, supported a, a different political party, do you really sit there and go, oh, fuck damn. You know what? I used to like my cousin, but he's a fucking asshole now. He's a racist. He's a homophobe. He's this. He's that. And that goes for whatever side you're on. If if you're uh, if you're a uh, conservative, you go, oh man, what a fucking asshole my sister is. You know, she supports uh, Hillary, and Hillary has the email thing, and the blah 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 blah, and the like. I I get it. Both sides are flawed. Both sides have their faults. Can't you just go? Hey, you know what? I I'm I'm with this camp. The, the, my mindset, my mentality, I, I kind of skew more towards this side than that side. But you have fun on your side, and I'll have fun on my side. Why can't it just be left there? I have never, you know, I have never demoralized someone or, or, or stripped someone down or, or called them a vile name because they don't, they don't have the same party affiliation as me. And by the way, I'm not party affiliated. I've always said that. I I sway like the wind. I go with what I feel good about each election. So I'm not. But this time I went, you know, Republican, as you all know, and I, I was a Trump guy, but I've never, I've never like beat up on someone, a friend or a relative or even someone I don't know for liking another, another political uh, party or agenda. So it's just horrible. It, it's like, can't there be polite discourse? Can't there be polite debate? Can't there be, uh, you know, let's agree to disagree and still be friends and sit down and have a damn ice cream together? I mean, I don't have an issue with people liking another party. I like it. I respect it. That's that's diversity. That's I like having a conversation about opposing sides, but when you go beyond that, that wall of, of, you know, having different tastes and you become vitriolic and you become cruel and mean and call people names and tell them they're a moron and an idiot and they're stupid and they're, well, who are you to say that? No matter what side of the political spectrum you're on, who are, who are you to say that you're right and someone else is wrong? You're not. Your your opinion is no more valid than your opponent's opinion. All you can do is throw it up there and talk about it and trade ideas and trade concepts and trade you know philosophies and opinions and. But neither of you is better or smarter or more superior or in the right. So drop all the meanness, man. And I don't know all these vitriolic sites, but I've heard about them, I, and I, I'll never go on them. But if that's what Breitbart is, Tony, then I don't ever want to see it. And if there's ones that are that that slam um, the other side, I don't want to see them. I don't want to go on them. I don't. I don't need that in my life, man. That's negative energy. That's that's just you know you walk around, you carry that around with you, man. If you start getting into that type of, of, of speak and that type of mindset, you, you carry that with you. You become, I believe you become a, an angry, bitter person. 
and it, it you start to wear it like a coat, and you better be careful. You better be careful how deep you want to go with with your with your your uh, you, you you know being adamant that you're so right about your political party, whichever side of the aisle you're on. Because the more entrenched, the deeper you dig in, the more it shows, the more you wear it, the more it becomes part of you, it becomes part of your fabric, it becomes part of your life. And at the end of the day, what are you arguing about? You're arguing the cause of a bunch of corrupt politicians on both sides? Let's face it, folks, they all have their, their shortcomings. They all are corrupt at some level. They all, in my opinion, are not servicing we the people the way they should be. They're more interested in their party lines and their agendas than they are in, you know, John Q. Public, if you want to ask me. So just be sure about what you're getting so, you know, entrenched and impassioned about before it, you know, it becomes part of who you are. And so I thank Tony for, you know, bringing this up. And I thank Tony for, for you know, evening the playing field. Not evening. Even, that sounded like nighttime. Is it evening? Yeah, I guess it is. I, I just realized. Evening the playing field. And also, I hope you have a good evening. I, I've never really made that association before. But... Um, so Tony uh, is is absolutely correct that both sides of 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 these uh, the 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 opposing political teams can be very very unruly and and very uh, mean spirited and and I hope I hope you people listening aren't like that and if you are maybe take a look in the mirror and go wait a minute why am I like this. Am I too over the top? Am I being mean? Am I going to resolve anything with being so mean and vitriolic? I mean, really, are you going to change the person you're talking to? Are you going to change the world? Are you going to change the giant political American machine by by snapping at someone and throwing a knife at them and, and being cruel? I don't think so. So why don't you take the high road, debate your point of view, debate your politics, without name-calling, without being hurtful. And uh, I think the world would be a much better place. Hold on. What? Oh, he's on the line? All right, well, maybe this is good timing. Apparently, Dr. Charles Assmunch is on the line. The guy, Mr. Featherstone, my boss, is forcing me to have another phone call with him. Okay, put him on hold for a second because I wanna I wanna end this thing. Tony, thank you for your call, and uh, you know even you, my friend, I, I would advise you just stay off of that stuff, and you know just you can do what you want, but it it sounds like you've been on there and you've been berated and you've been you've been ripped a new one by complete strangers with an agenda none other than to be hurtful. And so maybe it would be cleansing for you to just steer clear of that stuff and not engage and not be part of the anger cloud that uh, people have brewed up. Take the high road, buddy. Just have, you know, if you want to have political conversations, my recommendation, and you can tell me to go jump in the lake, would to be have them with, with civil 
uh, civil people, respectful people, people who are willing to listen and not be mean. Okay, so there you go. Okay, this, uh, thank you, Tony. Now this this could be a you know, last time Charles Asmunch is a, a professor of political science at NYU, and as my boss, Mister Featherstone stated earlier in this segment. Okay, Roger, I, I, can I just set this up? Roger's like giving me the hurry up sign. Give me a second, man. Um, so, so he feels that uh, I was rude and discourteous to him when we did our last uh, conversation, but maybe, maybe it's me. Maybe I wasn't li- a good listener. It felt like the, the professor was kind of straying off topic somewhat, but maybe I need to be a little more patient with him and listen. So let's give him another shot. And as I was alluding to, this might be good timing because we were talking about, you know, politics here for a second, thanks to Tony's voicemail. And Charles Asmunch is a uh, political science professor. So, all right, Roger, I'm ready. You can relax, man. Okay, put him through. Here we go, Professor uh, Charles Asmunch. Uh, hello, Professor uh, Asmunch. Are you there, sir? Uh, yes. How are you today, Harlan? Uh, very, very good, Professor. Uh, listen, uh, let me just uh, open the segment by uh, apologizing if maybe uh, last time I was a little uh, abrupt or maybe uh, it was, you know, a little confused about where the conversation was going. But, uh, you know, l- let's give it a second chance here. And uh, no, no need to apologize, Harland. Uh, you know, these are these are difficult topics. Uh, they're elaborate topics, and, and you know, sometimes uh, they can get convoluted. They can get uh, built up to a point where, uh, you know, the people's heads are just spinning. Well, that's very kind of you to say, uh, Professor, and, and I think you were listening to our last phone call here, and uh, maybe we should jump in with that, you know, talking about the, uh, you know, the political discourse, the, the way that, 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 that society seems to be uh, angry and built up and pent up and people lashing out at each other. Yes, it, it's a crop common phenomenon uh, when, when, you know, especially just after an election has taken place. And what happens is people build up the hormones into their chlorine uh, bacteria dish and uh, they end up reversing the uh, sinological uh, trajectory of uh, uh, foresight. Uh, so, so the the um, the uh, so people are, are like they they build things up psychologically. Exactly, Ireland. Yeah, they they build it up, and it's almost. <laughs> I, I hate to equate it to you know, a food product, but it's almost like a psychological lasagna. They build up these layers in their head of anger, of frustration, and and the only way they can really get them out of their system is to projectile them into the ejector seat of the uh, chronological uh, factorium. And when, you know, a group of people or a political group decides to uh, trajectorize the uh, fertilizer, then sometimes what you're going to find is a component from a computer that uh, prostrates in the uh, omega-5 or in, uh, in some cases 
the uh, lunar uh, solar eclipse uh, sunbelt. Um, okay, uh, Professor, now, just so I'm clear, uh, just so I'm really clear here, people... Can you can you just uh, could could you modify that a bit? Could could you elaborate? Uh, of course, Harl. As I said, this is a complex topic, and when people's emotions get drawn into the political scene, into the political arena, uh, really all you can do is take the fibrous nature of uh, the intertwining of the machinery. And sometimes you'll get a hydraulic lift from what is perceived to be a uh, chronological uh, facsimile of a textured uh, cauterized uh, bronchial asthma. So, pro- Professor, let, let me let me fast forward here a little bit. If if. If I could just, since you're a professor of political science, if, I, if I'm hypothetically in a in a social setting, and perhaps a cocktail party, and I'm I'm of uh, you know one mindset with my politics, and I bump into someone at a cocktail party, and 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 they're of another mindset, and all of a sudden it gets heated, uh, voices begin to get raised, and and. The other person is, let's say, hypothetically yelling at me, talking me down, berating me. How does one handle that in a social setting? Very good question, Harlan. And and by the way, uh, a common uh, occurrence that happens, as I said, especially after uh, an election. And uh, I think what we've got to remember is the, uh, the fertilizer in people's minds uh, can go in a clockwork position uh, with uh, the texture of, uh, of the uh, cumulus clouds. Now, people uh, often uh, will take a Petri dish to the uh, situation, and very often uh, you're going to find yourself uh, asphalting or, uh, or reclining into a, uh, a biological uh, conundrum. <laughs> Okay, pr- professor. Listen, I, I please, sir. Don't don't uh, take this the wrong way. But if, there, if there's any way you could just dial back, I, I understand that, that that you're a professor. You've been at NYU. You teach a very intensive, uh, intelligent uh, curriculum up there. If, if if maybe you could just bring it down a little, so that we're just you know almost like we're two guys talking in a park. And, uh, you know, the, the, the vocabulary is maybe getting a bit ahead of some of our listeners. Absolutely. You know, sometimes I have to remember that not everybody's in, enrolled in an Ivy League school, and uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, if I could just uh, put this in a, uh, as you said, Harlan, a more layman's uh, terms, uh, what we have to do is people in a, in a social environment need to uh, look through the lens of the coil. And uh, sometimes in doing that, there's a, a nesting that happens, and you have to porch light the situation so that uh, the translucent and the, uh, you know, the, the, the bi-gender bi uh, 
grappling hook of the uh, the uh, the uh, cord cord that attaches the umbilical juice to the uh, vitriolic fluid is never punctured, severed, or uh, any abrasions occur at all. Okay, Charles. Charles, with all due respect, sir, I. I I just think maybe what you're saying isn't connecting. Well, you know, uh, you did ask me on this show, uh, Mr. Williams, and I'm, I'm trying my best to uh, communicate to you the uh, framework of the metallic molecules that uh, run rampant through the uh, vestibules of uh, a, a, a railroad uh, grid on a, uh, on a power stream of hydroelectricity. You know what? I... I know my boss is going to be mad at me, but but this is bullshit, sir. Okay, well, you know, if if, if I'm going to be invited on your show, and uh, you're going to uh, you know plasticate the uh, environment with uh, generic uh, gar- gar- gargantuan-sized female, uh, uh, then uh, you know what? I think that we've got a real situation here where the. Uh, the filter of the gold uh, flakes are uh, not going to be translucent in the uh, midnight fluorescence. Sir, I'm going to have to hang up because this this is just a load of bullshit. Well, you know, <laughs> you know, Mr. Williams, sometimes when you illuminate the uh, the guidance system in the uh, rocket fuel pack, there's always going to be some uh, phosphorus, cancerous, uh, and cancerous celluloids. Goodbye, sir. Thank you very much. Go suck the back end of a fucking car battery. Wait, did, did he just get mad at me? Go suck the back end of a car battery? What did I do? Oh, God. I knew we shouldn't have had that guy on, man. Now Featherstone's going to give me sh- God! Jeez. Oh, well, you can't say I didn't try, right, gang? I get, I'll, I'll face the fire if it comes my way. I mean, the, the, the guy's not a good guest. I'm sorry. And I know my, my boss is listening. I'm going to get it. But, but, you know, I can't even understand what the guy's saying. Is it just me or what? I mean, this guy's supposed to be a, a professor at NYU? Not. Jeez. Oh, boy. Anyways, let's uh, let's move on here to something else. Here's something exciting that uh, is happening today that I'm super excited about. This is something I've been talking about for a long time. Did you know that today is, is officially Puppy Day? In the United States, yeah, it's an official day. I, I had no idea. You know how I found out? Because today is the day we are going to announce the air date, the, the premiere date of my new Walt Disney cartoon uh, that is coming out on Disney Junior called Puppy Dog Pals. And I'm very excited about this show. I haven't been able to say a lot about it because, you know, um, as per the rules of, of the TV world, you know, Disney has a guideline for when they release their new shows and they don't want information getting out. And I totally get it. I respect that. That's, of course, that's the way it is. But, 
Uh, as of today, officially, later today, they are going to announce the uh, the air date for Puppy Dog Pals. And this show, gang, I mean, it is it is an idea that I took into Disney, I'd say about six years ago. This is how long the, the process takes in the animation world. So it's a show about two little puppies, two little pugs, and um, and they go on these crazy adventures all over the world. And I took this idea in uh, about six years ago, and we went through all these steps where we, you know, I had to I had to you know write the pilot, and I had to come up up with ideas for the pilot, and I had to submit a bunch of ideas, and I had to write the pilot, and I had to work on a rewrite of the pilot, and then we we shot that they they uh, put a a animated pilot together. And then they tested it. They went Disney's very thorough. They went out and tested it all over the world. And the, the, the feedback, the reaction was very positive. And so Disney went ahead and ordered the series. They ordered uh, 50 episodes. Um, so it, it's uh, 50 11-minute episodes. It will be two episodes per half hour, two 11-minute episodes. And, uh, you know, this, this show just, it, it's coming out so good. I am so pleased and so happy with it. It's above and beyond what I even thought it would be. Um, the, the advances in animation technology are so great now and so wonderful that, you know, I was kind of expecting kind of that computer-generated kind of Saturday morning herky-jerky-like animation and... What I've, uh, what we've got, what we've received, what Disney has produced is, uh, I mean, these these episodes look more like Pixar movies, man. They were just stunningly beautiful. And my background is an, in animation. I don't know if you guys knew that or not, but uh, that's what I studied in college. So I know that industry. I know I know the uh, the, the uh, methodology and the process of animation very uh, elaborately. And, um, man, is this stuff coming out good. Now, I, I, I won't have the actual release date for you right now because uh, it's not coming out till later today. But the next podcast, I will be able to give you the exact date. Um, and, uh, and then hopefully I'll start to be able to play you some clips and I'll be able to post some, some images and some animation up on my Twitter feed and my Instagram. And, and you guys will get to start to see this, uh, this show. And man, am I excited about this. So, uh, so happy puppy day to everyone. And, uh, and I'm super excited as I told you, and, uh, I'll give you more details as, uh, as things start rolling out, it's probably going to start coming uh, fast and furious from this day forward with uh, events and news and, and clips and all that stuff. So uh, just so you know, the show is aimed at young kids. It's a Disney Junior show, but it really watches and feels and, and, and reads like uh, something anyone could watch. I mean, I've watched all the episodes and uh, they're really engaging, they're really fun, they're really charming, they're really cute, they're really sweet. Every episode has a song in it. We have these great little songs. It's, I mean, some of the voice talent, we've got uh, Huey Lewis from Huey Lewis and the News. He does one of the voices. We have Sherry O'Terry from Saturday Night Live does one of the voices. We have Tom Kenny 
Do you know who Tom Kenny is? Tom Kenny's the guy that does the voice of SpongeBob SquarePants. He's SpongeBob. He does he does one of the great characters on my show. We have Patrick Warburton, the the, the guy that played Elaine's boyfriend on uh, on Seinfeld. Now he does all the Enterprise car commercials. You know the guy with the the squinty eyes, and he always kind of talks like this. Oh my God, we've got we've got uh, we've got people who were in the show uh, Thirty Rock. We've got people from the show The Office. I do a voice. I do a bunch of voices in the in the show. Tom Green, my buddy Tom Green, does some voices. I mean, it is. I am just so excited about this show. So uh, today we announce it, and I'll fill you in more as we go. And I uh, can't wait to hear what you guys think of it. So let's leave it there. Happy Puppy Day if you have a puppy. And uh, very cool. Let's get to some announcements of my stand-up comedy. If you want to catch me, uh, I'll be in Erie, Pennsylvania, March 30th through April 1st. Uh, that's coming up next week. Erie, Pennsylvania at Junior's Last Laugh. Uh, it's supposed to be a great club. I have not been there, but they have a lot of big name comics there and, uh, I'm going to be one of them now. Hooray. And then the following weekend, uh, April 7th through 9th, I'll be in Virginia beach at the funny bone, Virginia beach, the funny bone. So check that out. And then, uh, the end of April, uh, April 20th to the 22nd. I will be in Connecticut at the Indian Casino at Comics with an X on the end. C-O-M-I-X, okay? That's April 20th to the 22nd. All these dates are on my website, harlemwilliams.com. You can uh, check them out. You can even buy your tickets in advance right there at the website. So I hope I see you at, uh, at these clubs. And hopefully I can make you laugh, baby. Make you laugh live and in person. Um, also, while you're at the website, you can write to me there at uh, harlowwilliams.com. We have a contact link. You can call me if you want to leave your own voice message, 323-739-4330. Your voice message might get on the show like Tony's did. I play all kinds. I play silly ones. I play serious ones. I, I play ones that criticize. I play ones that praise it. Anything goes. You can, It's just a voicemail. You don't talk to anyone, so you can leave any kind of message you want. I listen to every one of them. I, I, there's too many for me to put all of them up, but I kind of pick and choose. And if you say something stimulating or funny or silly or whatever, I, I might pick yours. So love to hear from you, especially you people listening overseas. We want to get some, some foreign callers in, people with accents. Come on, the U.K., don't be so sure, you bloody Brits. Come on. Get on the telly. Give us a call then. Give us a ring on the telly. Um, would love to hear from people from uh, the United Kingdom, Scotland, Ireland, China, Indonesia, Iran, Australia, anywhere. Come on. Come on, you accent people. <laughs> Um, also get our free app. The app is absolutely free. So you can listen to the Harlan highway on your phone, wherever you go. Uh, just go to your app store on your phone, type in the Harlan highway and boom, you are in baby. You get the uh, latest 50 episodes of the show. Absolutely free. And if you want to become a premium member, 
for $20 a year, which is nothing, you get all 850 episodes of the Harland Highway, plus bonus stand-up comedy material that I post, things like that. And uh, it's a great deal, man. So it helps support the show, helps support what I do over here, and uh, I hope you dig it, man. So there you go. That's it for today. Also, check out our store at harlowilliams.com. We have lots of great merchandise for sale in there. We'll send it out to you. So that's it. I hope you had a good time here today. Uh, Remember, be civil to one another. We all have feelings. We all hurt. We all have our... Just be nice to each other, okay? You can disagree nicely. Right, Tony? Hey, Harlan, this is your friend Tony. Hey, thanks for accepting my call. Okay, thank you guys, and until next time, chicken chow mein, baby? Go suck the back end of a fucking car battery.